Let's get controversial here on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Good morning. Happy Wednesday, everybody. It's hump day. Adam Azer here and Chris Towers on Fantasy Football Today in 5, a podcast that gets you caught up fast on the fantasy news and advice you need to know. Follow us and stream us on Spotify. Tell your friends. We're not going away. we got off-season content coming your way. Uh, Chris Towers, are you ready to uh, kind of, I don't know, you know, mix it up a little bit? Give us some crazy rankings. Uh, that seems like the role I might be playing in the rankings discussions in the 2021 offseason. That looks that way. All right, so first of all, the Steelers are going to sit Ben Roethlisberger, and it's hard to trust anyone. You don't know who else they're going to sit right now. We don't know yet on the Buffalo Bills, but um, that's the update there. But, uh, you know, enough of that. More time later in the week to get to who to start and who to sit. Chris, give me your most controversial quarterback ranking for 2021. Uh, I think it's probably Taysom Hill at number 10. And the way I look at it, he's either going to be ranked 10th or at least top 12 at quarterback going into the 2021 season, or he's not going to be ranked at all. It's just, I don't think there's any question that if he's the starter for the New Orleans Saints going into 2021, if Drew Brees retires uh, and they you know don't decide to make Jameis Winston the starter, I think Taysom Hill is a top 10 fantasy quarterback, and it's all because of the rushing production. He averaged... Over 50 yards per game was a touchdown machine. Uh, four touchdowns and four starts. I I think he's got him and Jalen Hurts both have the makings of being top 10 quarterbacks right away. All right, give me your most controversial running back ranking. Yeah, I think it's probably Cam Akers, who I think will probably be someone who gets drafted in maybe the late second or early third round in a lot of leagues. And maybe I'll get there with him. Maybe the offseason will make me think, you know, they really are going to rely on this guy and make him a three down back. But I have him 25th. Uh, that's right ahead of David Johnson, Kenyon Drake, right behind Ronald Jones. And for me, the, it comes down to the fact that they just didn't use him as a receiver very much at all. He had 10 targets, seven receptions on the season. And even the games where he did play a significant role, you know, that, that stretch at the end of the season over the last three weeks where he had 61% of the snaps or better, he had seven targets total. That's not very much. And he only caught four of them. So uh, I have questions about what the receiving role is going to be. And that will, uh, yeah, that'll you're put nuts. a lot of pressure on him to be an elite rusher. You're nuts. They're going to, they're going to make him close to a three down back next year. They're not going to use Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown. He's going to be fine. You'll move him up. He won't stay there, Chris. I promise. Maybe. Right. I hope so. Let's see what you got. I don't want people to yell at me. Let's see what you got a wide receiver. Uh, people are going to yell at me for this one. Julio Jones. I have him at number seven at wide receiver. And and look, the, the, the hard thing about doing projections when you're doing it the way I do, which is based on our rankings when you're basing them off projections to start is you, it's really hard to project Julio Jones to miss. Like I don't project missing time. I project as if they're healthy and I have no reason to believe Julio Jones won't be one of the roughly half dozen or so best receivers in football when he's healthy, because that's what he was this season. If you take out the games where he didn't miss uh, or where he left early, I think he averaged like 19 fantasy points per game. He was awesome. So there hasn't really been any sign of slippage in his skills. Maybe it happens. Maybe the hamstring injury catch up to him. But uh, going into the season, going into the offseason right now, I, I still have him ranked very high. Yeah, I do too. I'm not quite that high. I think top 10, uh, I think maybe closer to 10. But uh, all right, give me your top tight end or I'm sorry, your most controversial tight end ranking. I have three tight ends in the first round in my first run of the rankings. That's a lot of tight uh, ends. The The advantage that Darren Waller, George Kittle, and Travis Kelsey 
presumably will give you next season over the number four tight end, but also every other tight end. I mean, I have Darren Waller projected for roughly a hundred fantasy points more than the number 13 tight end Uh, to give you a, to give you some context. (laughs) That's roughly the difference between Austin Eckler, the number five running back and Devin Singletary, the number 28 running back. It's just, it's a massive advantage that those three guys give you. And I'm going to be hammering it. I'm going to I'm going to be taking them in the first or second round in pretty much every draft. I'm going to pretty be pretty interested to see how many teams the win percentage for Kelsey and, and Waller this year. How many championship teams had Kelsey and how many had Waller? Wouldn't be surprised me if they're right up there with uh, Kamara, Cook, you know, top 5, both of them I would think in win percentage. Maybe one, who knows. All right, that's Chris Towers and his wacky, crazy rankings. For more of those, check out the newsletter, cbsports.com slash newsletter. Check out CBS Sports HQ. You can see him on there. And thanks a lot for listening to Fantasy Football Today in 5. We're coming back at you tomorrow with another episode. Talk to you tomorrow morning. Peace.